We're back. We're back. Are we doing this at the beginning of the show or the end of the show? I say we let Nick decide for us. That's not helpful. We need to decide for ourselves so we know how much to talk about. We get, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. We had 45 minutes last night. It's true. I know, I know. But do we want this section that we're recording right now to be at the beginning of the show? Well, we did kind of do an outro and everything last night. We did do an outro. So this will be at the beginning. All right. All right. Well, uh, welcome to Clerically Speaking. I'm Father Harrison. I'm Father Anthony. Yeah, so you'll get the live show here in a few minutes. Exactly. Uh, we were going to try to do two podcasts this week. Didn't work out. It, it's not working out. Too many things. Way too many things. <laughs> just like a giant stress ball right now. Mm-hmm. So just so people know, this will be the last one for about a month. We'll right. probably get together after Easter again. Oh, yeah. That's, we'll, we'll figure that out. Sometime after Easter. Four to five weeks is kind of what we're saying. Just I, I need... Father Anthony can probably attest this. I, I, I need, I need a break. Uh, he's, he's a busy boy. I, I can, I have seen this firsthand. <laughs> was it you were just, we were talking like just this morning very briefly, and then you had to pick up your phone. and You said something about your, your um, graveyard getting, your cemetery getting vandalized this yep. morning. Yep, someone <laughs> took a gravestone off and oh. threw it down an alleyway. It's ridiculous. And strew, put a bunch of garbage all around it. Oh my gosh. So. Yeah. Just another day in the life. Of Just the another day in life. So I'm like talking to, my, talking to Maria about it. And it's like, okay, uh, X, Y, and Z, the rest, we can deal with it in two weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's been like, it's been kind of like, it's been great having you. It's also been like super weirdly quick. It has been. It's been a very quick three days. Yeah. Again, I was saying to Father Anthony earlier, I'm like, I feel guilty. Like, I have a natural tendency to want to be able to host people and say, whatever you want to do. Like, what's, I'm also a very bad tourist in my own hometown. <laughs> I don't even know what there is to see in Nanaimo. Uh, though next time you come, yeah. we won't do a pair. You'll just come and chill. Yes. And we're going to go to like the West Coast. It's, you know, it is it is actually gorgeous. And I when I went there first, I'm like, oh, this is why everyone comes here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They also have some really good burritos down there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, but it's been good. It's been very chill. I've had a lot of time to, to pray, to mm-hmm. look at all of the books in your house. They're just... They're, they really are. It's not an exaggeration. There are so many bookshelves of books. <laughs> and they're just... Also, I get a little bit proud when I see a book that you own that I also own. It's like a stamp of approval that I picked out. <laughs> I have one of these good books that Father Harrison likes. Yes. So you also have the complete works of Ratzinger in German? No, no, no. That's oh. one, that one on that. Okay. <laughs> How have you found the retreat this week? Um, How have you been to mission, mission, and everything? Yeah. yeah, so doing the mission. This is your first time, right? It's my first time ever doing a parish mission. Oh, wow. Um, so it was a fun challenge. It's been easier every day. So I had a, a basic idea I want to talk about, but I knew I would have a lot of time. So I've been writing them each day. And uh, uh, it's been based around the Sacred Heart, um, but specifically around uh, the image of the Sacred Heart. So day one was talking about the Sacred Heart, which is on fire. Uh, day two, Sacred Heart crowned with thorns, and then later this evening, I'm gonna do the um, uh, Sacred Heart, uh, the open wounded side of the Sacred Heart. Nice. And so it's all been it's fun, mm-hmm. it's been fun. Also, just to remind myself, like, there's not like, you know, you've been ordained seven years, almost eight, eight, eight now. years, eight yeah, years. Eight, eight years now, and then I'm, I'm coming up on seven. So we've done enough stuff at least that like. Um, w- I need to remind myself it's okay to repeat myself because your people haven't heard right. the stuff I've said before. I think it's like yeah, it's one of the I felt weirdly guilty about repeating some stories, but it's like no, that's fine actually. No, so yeah, it's like I remember I was at uh, I was at All Saints Parish in Coquitlam in February, and I did one of their Sunday masses, and I'm 
sitting there, I'm standing there. I'm like, I didn't really have to prepare a homily because I'm like, hey, I've been preaching on Matthew the last few weeks. Anyways, I know what we're leading towards. I'm almost like, wait, I get to repeat all the material essentially that I've been using the last couple of weeks and they've never heard it before. <laughs> this is going to be great. But it's good. It's like, no, it's been good. I mean, I, I missed his talk the second night. We're doing the third talk tonight. Mm -hmm. Then he's bouncing out on a plane. Right uh, away. Yeah. I know you're talking and then driving to the airport. Yeah. I think we mentioned that on the live show. Okay. So I think I remember. The live I show was crazy. That was As crazy. Here, there was yeah, a lot yeah. of frenetic energy. So I don't remember exactly all that we said. Yeah, it was kind of, it's kind of intoxicating having an audience, to be honest. There's, there's something, there's something, there's something beautifully performative about the whole thing. I mean, yes, it was definitely a performance, but I actually was way more anxious than usual. Really? Because of the audience. I was like, I don't know if this is good, if they like it, if they're liking it. It felt way more pressured. Well, I think the, the, one, the other thing was like, yeah, we had like no content ready to go last night. No, so zero. it's essentially going to be one big, long live theological emergencies. Yes. But uh, anyways, we'll get there in a second. But um, uh, no, I mean, I, I, yeah, I missed the second talk because I was busy hearing confessions. Uh, but the first talk, like, I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, yeah. do I, 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 One of the things I was reflecting, I'm like, I never get to be preached to anymore. That's true. And so it was just nice to sit there and like, uh, and to listen to that and to be challenged in a good way too. Like it was just nice. And um, like actually just today, one parishioner pulled me aside quickly and said, uh, yeah, Father Harrison, just, you know, like Father Anthony, A plus. Like, A plus. We've, we've been loving the mission. It's been simple. Yeah. It's been good. It's been challenging. It's been what we've been, we're looking for. And for me personally, as a pastor, like that's what you want to hear. I'm like, you know, I've heard you like mention stuff around confession a lot, which I've really appreciated because mm -hmm. it also hopefully uh, gets it into the minds of people. So if I've said, but you know, when you hear me every weekend, it goes, it can go in one ear and out the other. It's like, oh, it's right. Father Harrison again. <laughs> but if it's a new guy saying something, the same thing essentially, but just in a different angle, a different way. It's beautiful. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, like, like I said, it's also been like just a challenge to do, and um, stretching myself a little bit with some of the the content and praying through some things and doing some new. So it's been a lot of fun. Why did you decide on the Sacred Heart? It was a gut thing. So two two reasons. One, it's just an image that's been floating around in my brain for a while. I just really like contemplating about the heart of Jesus. Um, also. Um, I, I work with uh, some young adults, um, Nick included, for this big uh, youth retreat every year in mm -hmm. my diocese, right. and we're framing it around the Sacred Heart. Yeah. So this is my chance to kind of like talk about the Sacred Heart, so that I'm less, um, uh, I, I will feel less. You know, we get really excited about something. Um, I don't want to take over the project of this retreat with all of my ideas. So if I get right. all my ideas out now, I'm better able to take a step back to that other retreats, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and I think just more and more, I, I, more and more I've realized my preaching is has been, my preaching has softened in the sense that I think people need more encouragement about how you're just a big softy softy i am i've become more of a softy i've become less even angry. even after so that that's like a one-week turnaround yeah no 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 no, no, no. <laughs> wow, this preaching is, wow that is like softer that's an amazing conversion right there yeah, folks no, no, no. as and then you'll hear on the live show that i i still have a little bit of rants stuff in me but when it comes to like this serious stuff it's like i don't know people i more and more when I hear people in the confessional and then when I talk to people who are striving in the spiritual mm -hmm. life, I, what they need more and more is encouragement. Mm -hmm. um, so that's just been kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yep. Yeah, no, it's been good. It's been, it's been, yeah, we had a good, really good turnout last night. I was much happier last night. I think part of it, I was like a little, I was like, oh, it's a little, 
late for what I was hoping for, at least uh, um, on Monday night. But I think part of it was just people aren't used to coming to the church on Mondays here. Yeah. So I think that might have been part of it, but it was definitely a much better turnout last night. And uh, I actually think in some ways because of the Smyre schedule change, we had to send a little flock note message on Tuesday morning. Yeah, It may have even just reminded people that it was happening. Was <laughs> so they came out last night and it was good. It was uh, it was nice to see. And uh, some faces I did not expect. You know, like as a pastor, you're just like, it's nice to just sit back and just watch people taking it in. Yeah. And it's also helpful for me to hear like, oh, what are they finding helpful? Because mm-hmm. that can inform my own preaching, right? So sure. it's, it's helpful for me on a lot of levels. So it's been, it's as short as it's been, it's been good having you here. And we'll have to, have to get you back here. Uh, um, yeah, to actually see Vancouver Island. Yes. Go, go to, like, we actually, you haven't been to Victoria, which is, it's gorgeous down there. Mm-hmm. It is gorgeous. I don't, again, people go there all the time for touristy stuff. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> but it is kind of gorgeous down there. So yeah. at least there's that. And there's like the cathedral to see and stuff like that. And it's, uh, it is the original, our diocese is the original sea for like the entire Pacific Northwest, all the way up to Alaska. Oh, wow. BC, Alaska, Washington state, all the way down to Portland. Wow. Was the entire original territory. territory. And Vancouver, and Bank Victoria was it because Vancouver at the time was like, it, it was like a, it was like a small outpost of like a few dozen people yeah. when we had a thousand people. That was the big city. The big city was, was Victoria. So, uh, <laughs> so it's worth, you know, historically it's, it is neat to see that. And uh, it is also our cathedral is the oldest standing Catholic cathedral in Western Canada. That's cool. So that's kind of cool. So yeah. yeah, so it'd be, and yeah, the West coast, there's, there's things to see for sure, but that's for next time when you don't have to give a mission, you can just come out and relax just chill, and just chill. It is, it is a long way to, dr- to fly in a way. It's yeah. actually easier to fly to Europe. Um, I mean, as far as probably less flights, yeah, I take three. But you know, to be honest, I don't mind flying as, as once I get through security mm-hmm. and I'm on the plane, then I'm I'm super chill, super relaxed. It's until that moment that I'm freaking out the entire time. You see, I I, I really love flying, yeah, because when I'm on that plane, even if they have free Wi-Fi, I'm like, nope, <laughs> nobody's gonna hold of me. Yep, this is. This is like my little mini monastic retreat. Yes, it is my chair cell. is my cell. Yeah, <laughs> if I could put up a screen, I would. You know, yeah. it's uh, I fly. I I uh, I uh, I cherish flying. Mm-hmm. I cherish flying. So <laughs> I I I get that. Plus, uh, yeah. So it'll be. Uh, you got a long night tonight. Yeah, that will sleep through a lot of it. Hopefully, yeah. And. Um, yeah. Uh, also, also the one thing that you that it's sad we didn't record it with our microphones. Um, but after the live show, you did some karaoke. Oh yeah, <laughs> which was awesome. You did a little Mumford and Sons. That's right. The Cave, which is about Saint Life of Saint Francis. Yes. It's based on um, Chesterton's biography of Saint Francis, uh, right? So I, like, I think I believe it's Chesterton talks about like seeing the world standing upside down, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Seeing the world. Uh, hang, yeah. So I think that's that's where they get the theme from of this of it so i have no idea i probably sounded horrible but uh well that's not the point in karaoke i know good. <laughs> uh yeah the young adults were uh really pressuring me to do this yes. so and then they're gonna take me out for my birthday next week we're gonna go there again for karaoke so mm-hmm. i've been wanting to do karaoke with them for some time so it was a nice little introduction last night nice. and uh uh, we'll go have some fun next week for that, at least for sure. But I do want to say, you know, thank you to you and mm-hmm. to your parish. All your people have been lovely and very mm-hmm. kind to me. Um, they have gifted me with uh, with uh, ketchup chips and beer. And yep. <laughs> and just like young adults, super cool people. Yeah. It was really fun to talk with them and just get to know them. And, yep. Uh, and it's, yeah. So it's been, a, I've really, 
I'm glad we were finally able to make it happen. I'm glad you finally renewed your passport. Uh, same thing. <laughs> and, it, and it's good until 2032, I think, so. Oh, so you did like the 10-year passport? Yes. Good. Yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it. Yeah, there's no. That's the only way to do it. It's just like 10 years at a time. It's, it's funny, though. It's like they don't stamp passports anymore. Do they? I don't think they stamp. Do they stamp mine? Like when I go to the states now, it's like they don't stamp it. When I go to if you go to Europe, they don't stamp it. You just scan it now. It's a scan. Uh, like, it's lame. I, I kind of want, want, want my stamps. Yeah, collect the stamps. It's cool. I want my stamps. I want to. I want to. I want to show how cool I am about how much I travel. What, what, I've a, traveled. what a cosmopolitan world traveler. Exactly. You exactly, are. exactly. 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 Like what's wrong? But yeah. But it's uh, and it, yeah, it's your first time in Canada, so that's been. I mean, again, there there are some Canadian esque things that I was hoping to get together. It's just I feel not. I feel bad but i also know you understand it's just been yeah it has been so so crazy mm-hmm. father anthony wakes up i look at him a little jealously thinking how do you sleep that long yes because you've been like I, working on your thesis for like three hours by the time i wake yeah, up. yeah i'm fully awake by the time you wake up <laughs> and uh fully in the throes of it and i drink an entire mug of coffee and then like go back to bed <laughs> how like how is that humanly possible i don't know it's great though i'm glad that you felt comfortable enough that you could just come here and just chill and rest i very much was, it was yeah it was and also we do have to give a brief shout out to ben and julie yes because they picked you up from the airport they did lovely people they fed us i am shocked at how normal your friends are i thought they would be weirder since they know you but they're they're pretty normal or maybe maybe i would be weirder if i didn't know them maybe maybe they're just a good influence on yeah them. so they made us uh um they made us uh Ravioli. ravioli sorry ravioli sorry ben uh ravioli and a tiramisu tiramisu is real good the yeah. focaccia bread is amazing ben's a great cook yeah ben's a great cook and then they're uh they're rushing him off to the airport after his talk mm-hmm. tonight so you have they to get keep, many jesus points they many many jesus points so shout out especially to them and yeah and thanks to the parish too for uh giving you a hope a good warm welcome there so absolutely yeah. um We'll get you out here next time. You can you can experience the full beauty of our Sunday liturgy. Yes, that'd be fun. With a packed church, and it's great here. So, um, so yeah, folks. So that'll be. Uh, we just wanted to get something in there because we were going to do a second one, and then we're like, nope. So we're just gonna we're just tagging this on to the front of the podcast this week. Uh, so like I said, sometime early after we we'll, got we'll figure it out after my after April first. Please pray for me. Um on my thesis stuff, I am actually kind of stressed out big time about this. <laughs> One of the people in the CWO was saying, is this why your beard is getting so gray? I'm like, probably. This yes, is probably, <laughs> this is pretty much probably it. So I've got a lot to do. Like I essentially have to have a parish, a, a chapter finished in 10 days here right now. So uh, please pray, please pray hard. Um, but so I appreciate also the, the Twitter person who I'm forgetting right now who said, hey, if you guys need a break, like it's okay. So. Thank you for that, because I'm taking you up on that. So I hope you enjoy it. Now you really get to enter the desert. Yes. Because you get to, to miss our our, 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 our our sweet, sweet voices. Sweet, for, sweet. I was thinking like, what, is, it, voices. is it like dulcet or dulcet tones? Dulcet tones? Dul- dulcet tones? Yeah. yeah, dulcet tones. Yeah, you get to miss our dulcet tones. Mm-hmm. I, now it sounds kind of lame to say it right. now, because I'm not sure how to actually pronounce it. Yeah. But uh, we appreciate everyone. Um, all your support always as a, in the podcast and uh, we promise to be back. The other thing was too, I think this has been both busy for both of us. We've had a lot going on in the background too, that it was getting hard to come up even with a topic because we just haven't had time to think about it. Yeah. So a month break is much needed. So we mm-hmm. will get back after Easter. All right. All right. So God bless you all. On to the live show. Enjoy the live show. Or don't.
I don't care. Do what you want. I can't believe yeah. that you just usurped my pastoral authority by blessing all the food and all the people here. Everyone is here to see me, not you. They see you all the time. I know. I, I get this. I get this. Yeah. But I'm the pastor. You are not my pastor. While you're in my territory, you damn, you damn well being oh, sure oh, I am. Okay. okay? Going. Hey, hey, listen. Uh, I'm very excited. Welcome to Clerically Speaking. Live Welcome to Clerically Speaking, everyone. Woo! Uh, we... We are not actually professional podcasters. Uh, producer Nick Sharapa makes us sound good. Normally we sound very bad in recording, so you get the live, uncut, terrible rambling and bubbling of, uh, of Clerically Speaking, so you're welcome for that. But Harrison, the one thing I was very excited about, as soon as I sat down and some of your lovely young adults sat down, the first question that was asked of me was about WWE. Very excited. What's I'm very name? disappointed in all of you. <laughs> you all need to go to confession. First thing, I'll need to go to confession. No, 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 no. because this, this professional wrestling is very Canadian, and I'm very oh. disappointed you don't embrace this part of your culture. It's also real. Exactly, it is real. Nothing makes me feel more. Just like your bald head. Like Kurt. there's, as far as things, <laughs> things, things that make me feel one like Jesus sacraments, and then right after that is professional wrestling. <laughs> as far as what moves my soul. And it's a shame you don't appreciate this it's about your own culture. It's that good Canadian hospitality, you know? Yeah. It's mm -hmm. that good Canadian hospitality. Sat down and immediately wanted to ask me about Sami Zayn, which I love. I love that. I have no idea who that is. No, you wouldn't. Anyway, forget it. Anyways, uh, so those who are listening on the podcast, like, who knows what's going on? Our food is going to be delivered live in the podcast. It's going to be eventful. It's going to be ASMR. I'm going to eat my steak sandwich <laughs> into the microphone slowly and lusciously for everyone to hear. It'll be really good. Yes. Yes. So, yes, we are at, uh, we are at Carlos O'Brien's here in Nanaimo. Uh, it's a usual hangout, partially because it's one of the few places that's open past 10, 10 p.m. So uh, we're here tonight. They're getting ready to go for I – I love the name. I just love the name of Carlos O'Brien's. Like, it's Hispanic – and it's Irish. Those two things obviously go to bed together. They do. I was just telling you. So in, in seminary, I had a, a buddy of mine. He was adopted um, of, of Mexican heritage, but adopted by an Irish family. So he was um, Roberto McCarthy, which we all thought was a very fun like combination of culture. So that's, I, I'm thinking of him and putting this show out to him wherever he is in the land of America as we were at uh, Carlos O'Brien's. That's amazing. Yeah. So how have you found your time in Canada so far? Basically, I've just been in your house for two days. I mean, days. that's not my fault. It's a nice house. He has a nice house. There's, there are, so you've joked about your books, but as soon as I walk into your house, on your like kitchen table, just books. Tons of books. This is actually my real reason for not hosting young adults at my rectory this month. There's I just no want to keep all the books on the table. There's no room. I never I, want to move them. I ever. just, I just like sit on the floor and eat my <laughs> breakfast because there's no room because there's books everywhere. Yes, I mean, well, no, you can use the island. Yes, but even, I mean, okay, so there we can't use the island, but um, it's been nice. Uh, it's, it's, I guess, technically, I have to admit that this is a real place in a real country. But I will whoa, say whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa,
I will deny it in future episodes um, and gaslight you for the rest of our time. But yes, Canada is a real country. That's right. It is. Amen. Yes. That's and right. We've guys, been validated. don't clap for that. That's sad. Don't clap for that. <laughs> Those are no, that's so very Canadian to, to, to clap for something really unimpressive. But, okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I leave, I think you live in the fakest part of Canada, and I'll tell you why. So I fly into, what, Toronto. Yeah. And uh, I talk to the, the customs border agent yeah, guy. Before you go any further, who's, oh, sorry, 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 go on. Sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay, so I, I, I talk to this guy, and he's, he seems very cranky. I think customs or border agents are supposed to be cranky. So he was asking me about, like, my life. And he said, "Who, who, you, where are you going?" And I said, "Nyanamo or whatever this place is called." <laughs> and he looks at me and like he doesn't believe me at all. Like he's like, "No, you're not. No, you're not going to that place. That's not a real place." It's like, "No." It's like, uh, "Where are you going?" Visit a friend. How do you know your friend? Uh, t- Twitter is how I know him. <laughs> and like, I really just don't want to get stopped at the border or anything. So they ask me, you know, "What's your job?" I'm like, "I, I work for a religious institution." Is is don't please don't stop. Why so? Why were you nervous about this? Tell the story because you have reasons for yeah, being hesitant. Nervous. So my pastor, who's a lovely, lovely man, um, got like like harassed and searched and like went through the whole nine yards at the border whenever he would go to Canada via plane. He stopped doing it. I think that's because he's a canon lawyer. It might be because he's a canon lawyer and they don't trust canon lawyers yeah. in, in Canada. So I, just, I was just a little bit nervous. I just wanted to get to Father Harrison's place because. As you may remember, I was supposed to be here last year. Yeah, and why didn't you come, Father Anthony? Because I assumed that I knew exactly where my passport was, which was somewhere in this closet with all these boxes. And like three days beforehand, I, I found my passport and it was expired. And here's the best part is like when I got a text from him that afternoon, that Sunday afternoon, I'm like... His passport's expired. 20 bucks says his passport's expired. I knew it. I just knew it. So that's very embarrassing. Uh, but now all things are rectified. Uh, and yeah, so I, I found my passport. I look great in my passport picture. <laughs> hair up or down? Yeah, hair is up. Hair is up. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I think I'm, I'm like 18 in my passport, my old passport. So I was, like, I was a tiny baby. So nothing's changed. Yeah, no. I still act like a tiny baby. Exactly. But I'm a real man in real life. So Okay. You don't have to. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, but no, Canada's been great. Uh, your parishioners are okay. Um, they're relatively nice. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you've done an okay job. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but it was great because, like, so for those who don't know, like, I'm waking up like really early these days right now as I'm in the, like the death throes of thesis writing, and uh, so I I know he's flying. I'm checking his flights because I like I know airplanes, and I'm noticing that his flight to Vancouver is very delayed, like three hours delayed. I text him. I said. He's like, I just got through security. I'm like, go straight to the Air Canada booth. Tell them where you need to get to and get them. To, and they bumped him onto the 9, 9 a.m. flight. Right. So I went from airplane to airplane. This was very, I was very annoyed at my travel, guys, because I, I had to wake up at, I, my flight was at 6 a.m. I don't like mornings. I slept in an hour late, so I didn't have time to get coffee. And I also, I cheated. So I'm stuck in line uh, right before you get your stuff all scanned. And it's like five minutes until my plane boards. And I'm at like a moral crisis. Like, do I ask people politely if I can cut in line in front you of them? You just do it. I just did it. I just ran just into like it. 
There was a first, exactly, you know what? Exactly, I deserve as an American to be, I am a first class human being, so why can I not go through first class customs and everything? So that's exactly what I did. Um, I was actually very proud of myself. Cause I'm very rule driven and I, I lied, I cheated, and I got to Canada. So congratulations to me. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the claps for lying and cheating. You terrible, terrible Catholics. Shame on you. Um, um, so yeah, so for those who don't know, Father Anthony's here for doing my parish mission, and he's doing it on the Sacred Heart. It's been very well received. We did something kind of old school tonight. Like, God bless. I was kind of looking for. I was like, oh good, I can get two hours of uninterrupted office work done. This is gonna be great. Wow, this is gonna be amazing. No and one has said that about doing office work ever. Wait till you're a pastor. <laughs> wait till you're a pastor. I have so much marriage paperwork. So much. So much. Three new cases added to my desk this week. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, people want to get married. It's very people, selfish. Or they, they want married, their marriages yes. regularized. Or, you know, it's... And baptism requests. My gosh, the baptism requests right now. Anyways, it's all good. It's all good. This is good stuff. I don't know. I'm pretty sure marriage is how you get cooties. So I'm, I'm kind of against it. I mean, that's why you're a priest, right? Exactly. Yeah. No cooties for me. If you don't want cooties, become a priest. Amen. Sponsored by Clerical Speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's hearing confessions for me for an hour, and I'm doing a few things. Doing did some you know work. that Canadian sins are basically the same as American sins? I actually did know this. Yeah. I, I, I thought be totally different, but they were like exactly the same sins. Well, except so they'll say, I'm sorry about that. Yes, they were very sorry. <laughs> yeah. Very sorry for sorry about my sins, you know? Yeah. Uh, Other than that, same stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except much more polite. Yes. Because we say sorry a lot by nature. So we're actually I, Canadians I nobody are great confessors. I asked nobody for their act right? of contrition because I knew they were very contrite. Right. I could tell from people the say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You don't even need your act of exactly, contrition. Exactly, exactly. So, so. Uh, but, you know, mass is getting ready to happen. And I'm like, wait, well, there's still a line. And so you said mass, and I kept on hearing confessions for like 45 minutes. So yeah. it was great. That's very, like, old school. Like, was. mass is happening, priests hearing confessions. That's why we got to pray for an assistant here in the night. We can actually do stuff like that. Imagine having confessions on Sunday morning. It'd be great. It'd be awesome. It would be. But uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, he's here for one more day, and then he's got an even crazier flight plan back. Right. Yes. So Father Harrison is actually a wizard of like plane travel. I have no idea how he figured out like how, how to get like me back ten home. minutes. Ten minutes. I'm like three different flights, three different airlines, but we're gonna make it work. He's like, my bishop says I have to be back for this meeting. I'm like, okay. So if we move the talk a half hour early, you can get on the WestJet flight to Vancouver. Then you can get on the JetBlue flight to Van- to New York. And then in the morning, you can take the Delta Air flight to Pittsburgh, and you'll get there just in time you for your understand, meeting. You got to understand, like, Father Harrison is doing this early in the morning. His hair is crazy, and he's still wearing a robe. I had robe. no hair! He, it was, it was, your, your countenance was crazy. <laughs> and he's still wearing, like, a robe. So he was literally, like, a, a flight wizard, like, efforting this on the computer. It was amazing to I see. I see, like, a wizard's hat, you he know? He did. Exactly, he had the robe exactly. and everything, and it was very exactly. impressive. So, but no, it's great to have you here. It's been great to have you. I mean... I hope you've been. I hope you've been enjoying the quiet. Yeah, it's been nice. All I've done is sleep, eat, and pray, and then talk a little you see, bit. See, I've been hoping and praying that his ability to sleep would just like I would receive by osmosis. Nope, hasn't quite happened. No, nope. hasn't quite happened yet. Yeah, I, I am. I'm. It's like it's, I. I don't know how you do it. It's kind of amazing. It's a talent. You it's, know, you it's gotta a really charism. Want it. you Actually, want no. It. It's a charism. I'm pretty sure. It's a charism to be able to sleep that much. Mm-hmm. I am pretty sure that's. I think the Holy it's, Spirit. it's a testament to just my character, really, more than anything. 
as a so it's like a virtue. Saint, and and because you're Italian, yes. And Saint Careful. Joseph is Italian, yes. And we know that Saint Joseph slept. Like he's like the patron saint of sleep, right? Exactly. So, he is the patron saint of see, naps. See, I, I care. I care. Exactly. I care. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's actually exactly. how I wrote all my talks. An angel spoke to me in my naps. And that's how you've gotten your talks on the Sacred Heart so far. <laughs> so don't blame me if my talks are bad. Blame God. Okay. Well, no, blame the angel. Yeah. Well, that's what, what you think he works for. I mean, you work for God. That's true too. The point is, don't blame. So me. you're saying blame God? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. Maybe he can well, take it. You know, this is gonna be a first for us. So this is our second time doing a true live recording. I know. Our I'm first sweating. time. Our first time was at SLS 2020 in, in Phoenix, just before the pandemic hit. It uh, was. A good time back then. We were uh, live recording in a bus, in a VW van. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool when everyone was like singing the Summa Tweet of Logic as it was playing on the outside speaker. Very cool times. That was with actual young people, not quote-unquote young adults. That was with the team. They were very enthusiastic. Yeah. Well, they're all university students. They're not These real people. These young people are way more interested in their Guinnesses. But they're university they're students. They're not real people. That's true. It's true. You right? They're almost in real life. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to do something new here tonight, I think. Sort of. Well, sort of new. Kind of new, kind of not. We're going to do a live theological emergencies. Yeah. So let's do it. Okay. I hope someone has questions. Thank you for calling Clerically Speaking. If this is truly a theological emergency, please dial 1 at any time. Hi, I flushed my goldfish down the toilet, and I wanted to know, is that a sin? Theological Emergency. We'll take your call at 412-912-7995. We have, so, to give, we have to give Nick like a few seconds so he can like put in the... Eh, uh, he'll figure it out. Well, they, they need to know why we're just like dead for a second, you know? Okay. So, go ahead. Take the lead. Uh, what is, have you, raise your hand if you actually heard the show before. Have you actually heard the show before? Do you know what's going on? Okay. So do you have... <laughs> just say yes. You don't have to say how many times. This isn't a confession. Okay. Um, number and kind. Number and kind of questions. So does anybody have a theological emergency? Oh, Maria's got one. Okay. Wait. She's got one. Let's, let's... So you have to remember, you have to say your name, where you're from, so we can make fun of the fact that you're, that's not your real name. Okay. My name's Marie. And I'm from St. Peter's in Nanaimo. And my question is, is it a sin not to pick up your dog's poop on a walk? Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, I mean, first of all, it's a sin to have a dog. <laughs> let's, let's talk about this to begin with. Like, like I hope animals, my bishop's not listening. Animals are either tools <laughs> or for eating. If, you're, if your dog doesn't have a job or you're not planning on eating it, why would you have it? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Like if it's your dog isn't hurting sheep or protecting you from like your dog isn't an employee or eventual food. And I won't judge you either way. Okay? The fact that we as human beings made in the image and likeness of God have to scoop up feces after, from a small after animal. After a lesser oh being. My gosh. A lower being. Like it's okay if you're using that for fertilizer or something, but no, you're just it's it's terrible. So is that being said, okay, let's just say that you live in this this decadent world where we can just yeah, welcome to the West Coast where people there's more dogs than babies. Exactly. Okay, all that considered, <laughs> uh, it is a horrible sin to just like leave your dogs like poop whoa 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 on whoa whoa whoa, whoa. What if it's fertilizer? No, it's not. Don't Absolutely, st- no. it's fertilizer. No, 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 no. no. 
that you don't need like dog poop on a lawn. No, no, no. You pick it up. You made the decision to buy this small the, animal. Yes, but you're not from here. It rains a lot here. <laughs> like it's gonna be gone in 30 minutes by the rain alone. Exactly. Yeah. No, no, no. So uh, you usually have to go through like. The, the degradation of like walking down the street with a little baggie of an animal's poop to show the entire world that you made a terrible mistake by owning a pet in the first place. And if you, you, you do realize that Colin was a vet. And if you don't, <laughs> and if you don't, you know, then then the, yeah, it's absolutely a sin. Great question. Great question. I'm okay. Super but happy you see, Callum actually brought up a good point. You know, what? but that's what God does with us. Like, what about kenosis here? God, no. God, you empty yourself. Yes. And enter into the lowliness of the condition of the other. What do you mean empty yourself? Yeah. I mean. What do you mean empty yourself? No. no, no, no. If we do some like weird. (laughs) We're done. This is the end of clerically speaking already. No, no. no, Someone brought up a great point. I I refuse to accept the image or like this. Like God, the removal of our sins is not the same as a pooper scooper. It's just not. Okay. It's different. Our food Ooh, is here. We have food. We have food now. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay, so uh, good question. Good question. Anyone else? <laughs> got, got a question? Oh, come on. You guys. Oh, come on. You guys have to. Okay, Mitchell. Mitchell. Mitchell, come on up. Come, come, come on, come on. Yeah. Okay, we'll take time. I, I'm amazed. This steak sandwich well, is not while, like while a steak sandwich. Phone, I'm gonna eat a, a chicken. It's a piece here, of okay? steak on bread. This is amazing. Right into here. Okay. Uh, my name is Mitchell, and yes, that is my real name. Whatever. I'm from British Columbia, and uh, my question is whether or not there is an age minimum for someone to be ordained a priest. Hmm. Could you, in theory, ordain a 15-year-old? And I mean, we give infants the sacrament of baptism. Why not just go the whole nine yards and give them the sacrament <laughs> of priesthood? And I mean, they did ordain Father Anthony. Yes. I was basically a baby when I was ordained. I was pretty close. Uh, so, I mean, so for those who don't know, canon law says the minimum age is, does anybody know the answer? Nope. Higher. What? Priest. What'd you say? What'd you say? 25. That's right. 25 is the minimum age. Uh, I know of a couple of priests where because they were super short, Rome gave them a dispensation, and like one was ordained at like 23. It's very young. You can't for a give priest. permission to be ordained younger. Yeah, so that's, that's that's the law. And why do you hate the law? Wait, why was he Mitchell hates the law. He is he is questioning the law. He doesn't say he hated the law, which is the same thing. First of all. The idea of a baby priest is super adorable. <laughs> like, I am so adorable, friends. Like, put a baby, father, put a baby in a cassock. Love it. Love it. Not really fair I mean, to plot out the baby's life. Babies pretty much young. come out of the womb ordained, right? I, no, not no. at all. No. Um, that doesn't make any sense. Okay. But the idea of putting a baby in a little cassock, I mean, come on. That's almost worth deciding their entire life without any discernment for. It's almost worth it. Yeah. So, so you can't get permission to or get ordained younger. Um, it has happened before, but 25. I was 26 because I'm old for my age um, when I was ordained. But yeah, but like I'm pretty sure there were like. I'm sorry, I shouldn't be like talking while I'm eating. But no, it's terrible. This is live. I don't care. I'm just like. Though, you know, Father Harrison, you have not yet burped mid sentence on our podcast in a long time, and I'm proud of you for that. 
That's the one uneditable thing they cannot do. If you burp mid-word, you can't fix that. So I was proud of you, but now you're chewing as you eat. Very I'm unprofessional. Hungry. I'm very hungry. We're all hungry. I'm willing to sacrifice for your people here, and you're just gobbling down food. Very yeah, embarrassing. So they may have Anyways. a question. Well, no, no, no. Huh, huh. Okay, there have ahead. been. I'm pretty sure they're like in the Middle Ages and stuff. There are guys who were doing like 14, 15. I mean, I'm sure they were. Like, if a bird could poop on you, Wait, what, you what is required? Pope in the Middle Ages. So, besides age, age is not actually essential to the sacrament. Right. So, to, what is to, essential to the sacrament? To a certain extent, you have to be a dude. Okay. You have yep. to be baptized. Yep. And that's it. And you have to also do it of your own free will. Like, there has to be a free willingness, right? I guess so. You can't force someone to be a priest. There is no... There is, that you being can't force said, a there seems to be a, some history of, like, people being forced to be ordained. I mean, yeah. But, whatever. So, could you ordain a seven-year-old? If you were a bishop, yeah. and you're really short on priests... Really would you, short on priests. Would you... You're in the Diocese of Victoria. Would you ordain a seven-year-old? No, but I would ordain, like... Three seven-year-olds who are stacked on top of each other in a trench coat? <laughs> no, 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 it's a very long then, casting. Then it's a very, very long, long casting. casting. Then in that case, yes. Oh, okay. but no, not Again, one. That'd be very adorable, yeah. you know. Mm, yes. As they wear their their beretta and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. It'd be great. Cool. Good. All right. Who's got their next uh, deer okay. man? Is it a little heavy? Okay. Well, if it's, if it's a bad question, then we just won't answer and move on. All right. You ready for that kind of embarrassment? Ten thousand plus people listen to this no, no, show. No, twenty thousand plus. Twenty thousand? Yeah, twenty thousand. That's too many people. Some of you should stop listening. Anyway, go ahead. My name is Dimitri from Romania. You guys speak louder. This is Dimitri from Romania, and yeah, I was wondering. This is kind of a two, two-part question. Oh, the worst kind. All right, all right. Does the fourth commandment forbid separation from those who could cause harm, and does it also? Um, how does the fourth commandment manifest itself with people who are already away from home and um, living on their own, sort of like against living with ideas that are different than their parents? So how can they go forward by honoring their father and mother in that way? Now you get to talk with your mouth full. So what's the fourth commandment? Okay. Well, this is the first part of the question. <laughs> I was gobbling down my steak, but... Uh, this is terrible. It's horrible. We're going to go back down to 10,000 listeners now. That's what's going on. Sorry. What's the first part of your question? Again, say again. Oh, okay. So if you... I mean, so if you're in a... If your parents are abusive... What role do you have to honor them, basically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's a really good question. Um, <sighs> dang, kind of hard to be serious think. with Hootie in the background. I know. The blowfish, man. Right? No, okay, so... Um, you, I would say you're not required to put yourself... Okay, sometimes the most loving You're never required, you can, yeah. You're never required to put yourself in harm's way. Exactly, right? So if, you're, if your bears are abusive, then as soon as you can, get out, you should, right? In that case, um, honoring your parents would be about praying for them. This is the weird thing in, in, in this life, um, forget, both forgiveness and love sometimes still includes separation, Right. So, for example, 
Um, if someone is in an abusive relationship in marriage, you can and should separate from that person, right? Um, or if you're just in an abusive relationship. And yes, you pray for that person and forgive them, which is a whole process that I'm making sound super easy in like two seconds. But that doesn't mean that you interact with that person again. In this life, on this side of heaven, um, that kind of reconciliation is going to be imperfect until um, the next life, basically, you know? So uh, in that case, to honor them would be to, to pray for their conversion, um, to work with the Lord to forgive them. Um, so it's going to be, you know, different. And the, it, to a certain extent, that makes sense. Like, you, you owe your parents different kinds of honor depending on the life situation, right? Once your parents get older, you um, are in a different relationship with them. You know, um, when you're a little baby, you're in a different relationship. When you become a teen, when they become older, the honor changes by circumstance. And that would be the same as something that was abusive. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, you hear that, Francis? The honor changes with the circumstance. Yeah. I guess this, so the second part is, like, yeah. how, does it, how does that commandment manifest itself with people who are already away from home and living on their life? Okay, so how does that commandment work with, like, like let's say you're a college kid off and away or you move away? Um, it's actually a lot easier now to, to be in contact with family. I think um, that, you know, I'm saying this, and I know my mom's listening, and I don't call her enough, and she's gonna be very angry at me for saying this. But <laughs> like, call your mother. Call your mom, right? Um, if you're in, in in that sort of healthy sort of relationship, um, it's yeah. Sometimes your life takes you away from your family, um, and that's just a that's a difficult thing. Um, but to continue to pray for them, to reach out, to talk to them, to show them love. When you can go back for big events and stuff, you should, you can, right? You know? Um, but that's, there's always gonna be a, our ties in this life will never be perfect. Even with people who are very close to us, right? So we do our best until we're all like perfectly in union in heaven. Is that good? It's a great question. Awesome. Cool. What all else right. we got? This table's been quiet. Yeah, this is this table. Hey, someone's got to have a question. We've got emergency. the emergency. Huh? We've, if your question is 45 minutes long, I will end this podcast. I will throw this laptop so, at your face. Right right here. Okay. So we got we got three, I guess, we got we have three options. Okay. The first one is, do you want to talk about essences and energies? Probably not, because that's nerd stuff. No, uh, we're not doing that. <laughs> Yeah. No, we're uh, not doing that. <laughs> no? Okay, fine. Uh, the second one is the importance of... So, I mean, I'm new to this Catholic thing in that I'm not even one yet. So, I'm practice. I get my practice miles in. Um, the importance of the Eucharistic devotion versus the almost what would seem like an overemphasis of Marian or Saint devotions. And then the third one, the third one is, do you want to talk about suicide? So, like, we can... That one sounds. That's what I thought it was fine. I, I answered the last one. You can answer this one. I like options. I know. I So the so I guess really the middle one is: Are we overemphasizing? And by we, I mean you, because I'm not one of you guys yet. Um, <laughs> so you guys, are, are you, you people emphasizing? As a true Christian, <laughs> sorry, I had to get one in while I still got time. Uh, <laughs> 
is there an overemphasis? Like, um, are we spending too much time focusing on on uh, praying the rosary, say, like versus prayer of the heart, or are we praying to the saints more when we could actually be just looking inwards towards ourselves and developing ourselves that way, like theosis versus mimicking other human beings? It's time for some mediation, baby. Mediation's great. So, I mean, because it's kind of like a classic question, right? Like, why do you pray to the saints when you can just go to Jesus, right? Is That's kind of what you're getting at in some ways. Um, and my thing has always been, well, what's the, what is the church but Christ's body? And what are members of the body but the saints? So you're actually not taking away from Christ. You're actually emphasizing him. You're emphasizing a particular part of him. Now, to say this, though, I will say that I think some sometimes Catholics can get a little weird about this. And um, like even Mary, everything about Mary should be pointing to Christ. That's what she exists for. All the devotions, all the saints, they all, they all point to Christ. When devotion starts to get separated from that, and it does, then it's getting a little haywire. We have a whole episode about true devotion to Mary. Right? Right, Anthony? He's not even listening right now. He's just... What are you saying? We have a whole episode about true devotion to Mary. We've never had an episode about true devotion to Mary. Yeah, we did. Oh, no. We never did. The, the Aha. Yeah, we're going to still keep, keep it hanging. We're going to keep it hanging. One of the great myths, of clearly speaking, is that one day Father Harrison will talk about true devotion to Mary, but he's I, a I coward. Struggle, I struggle with it. And you'll never do it. Your pastor's a coward. You heard me say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the rosary should be pointing us to Christ if we're... I agree. Like if it's like in all devotions, like so the Rome has actually kind of spoken about this stuff. It says all devotionalism should be Eucharistically centered. It has to be Christ centered always. If it's not Christ centered and that can happen, like sometimes devotions just get separated for whatever reason, but then we need to purify them, bring them back to Christ. So like, and, and we also remember too, Mary, Mary is the image of the church. She is the, perf- she is to show us what the church is meant to be. Which is Christ's body. She and she bore that body. Like she literally gave birth to that body. Uh, so and created in her womb. Like like this is the amazing part of it all. So we need to look to her, but not as the end, but as the means to the end. But all the saints, in the end, they're part of that body of the church, and thus make Christ present and mediate Him to us. So for us, really, like the, the, the Catholic vision of things is always mediation. Christ always works through things. Christ is more glorified in millions and millions of little Christs than just one Jesus. Which also gets a little bit to your energy and things a little bit. So just a little, a little lob. All right. Uh, any other, any other theological words? I don't know. Let's just do like, do we could do some karaoke right now. I mean, like, uh, one of producer Nick's favorite artists is playing downstairs. Oh. Why am I forgetting his name? Yeah, who is this again? Brooks, my goodness, thank you. Yeah, not meat, not meatloaf, not meatloaf. That's it. Yeah, he likes meatloaf, but he also likes uh. Let's right. let's do one more, and then let's just like chat. All right, yeah. Francis. If this is about WWE, I will buy your food. <laughs> no, logical emergency. Why is AJ Styles the GOAT? 
Why is AJ Styles a good? <laughs> Mostly because of his great soccer mom haircut. Um, I just think any man who can do a a a um, uh, a what. 360 like springboard off of off a rope at his age is I mean you can't get better than that. I agree. Yeah. Hey, 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 good. So the the actual question. Oh, the actual question. Oh, the actual <laughs> question. If Catholics aren't allowed to scatter or divide their ashes when they no. die, why is organ donation permissible? If it is. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I don't know. I don't know the answer to this question. It makes no sense to me. We're not allowed to scatter ashes and stuff. I think it has something to do with how we treat the sanctity of the body, right? I think, yeah, and I think like so with ashes too, that you don't know what's what. Right? You're taking an organ out of the body that, in death, it's no longer it's um, it's no longer doing what it's doing, but it's still your body. It's still it's still substantially the body you've born. No, if I take out a kidney after death no, no, and no, adore no. it, it's most, still you. Most You're of the first-class relics are this weird process where they like boil bones. And I know like about goo, this. I know. And like spread the goo around. And how? I different? know, but that's weird. But that, we're not talking about that here. Yes, we are. No, we're talking about scattering ashes and organ donation. How is? No, no, no. I thought you say organ or saints. No, he said organ donation. Oh, sorry, I got mixed up. Yeah, you maybe maybe you should try listening. I need another Guinness. Is what I need. Maybe you need to be less American and actually listen for once. Why would I listen? When I have so many important things to say. Well, you just listened to me because you just responded to my criticism. That's true. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Um, I do think it has something to do with substantiality, right? Like, wait, organ donation's fine. Well, I know it's fine, but he's wondering, like, what's the difference between that and scattering ashes? Oh. Why can't you give an organ but not scatter ashes? Well, I think if you if you make because you're like, going to eat the dust. You don't want to eat no, the no, dust. No, yeah, you do. You don't want to be Big Lebowski, man. You don't want to do Big Lebowski. You, you okay? Can, like, make it into like chocolate. Put it in with like chocolate powder and like make yourself uh, a little milkshake with the I'm sorry that's really morbid that is actually quite morbid <laughs> yeah I'm sorry that's bad um, that's really bad no I think I do think it has something like and then once you drink their ashes you obtain their power and their life force you get their yeah essence and energy <laughs> what well, a, a disturbing amount of young adults just nodded to, the, to that <laughs> yeah I think it's uh, no I, I think it has to do with like like a kidney while essential to us to function is not essential to us being who we are. You still have your body in death, but you don't have that particular organ. Although that would make for a really fun thing with the resurrection of the body. Kidneys like flying all over the place and uh, hearts like just bursting out of one person's chest and back into another's. Be kind of cool. Um, and they get food into my microphone. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Resurrection is going to be super gross. It's going to be super gross. Body um, parts flying everywhere. But you don't scatter ashes because we don't know what part of the body is there. And and it's it's uh, um, like with the with the body that has the organ donation, you're still going to be burying or or you're still going to be burying the body or whatever, right? Like you're still going to be putting it in its rightful place. Scattering ashes is saying it's also like we have to remember like place matters as Catholics. Place matters. Like where you bury someone, why you bury them there is really vital to who we are. And, and it's also about saying like the body in the end does actually still fundamentally matter. It actually like, and so you need a place for it to rest because we do believe in the resurrection of the body. Like I'm going full body. Yeah. I'm not getting cremated, full body. Now I will say I, I'm not opposed to cremation in the sense that some people like financially, that's the only way they can right. give someone a proper burial. Um, but if you can not do that, I would not do that, if that makes sense. Just because, like, 
you're not gonna get be brutally honest, you're probably not gonna get all of the ashes from the person. And you're probably gonna get a Where's little Ian? mix of other stuff. It's it's kind of a messy process. Ian used to work at a crematorium. Oh yeah? He can tell you all about it. Yeah, it's a little bit gross. Hmm? But um yeah. yeah, but they're not real things. Oh, so there's a cremation. Yeah, it's it's a little it's a little weird. We're talking about cremation, Ian. Anyway, do you lose parts of the body when you do cremation? You you do lose some. I mean, we we scrape out as much as we can, but there's always going to be some residue left in the machine. Yeah, that's creepy to me. Residue in the machine is my new uh, emo band name. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Good. Uh, I'm that, tired. Do you want to do question? one more? One more? Yeah, okay. then we can just stop. One last question. Does it have to be good? Ooh, ooh they're well, pointing. they're pointing at Johannes? Catherine. Come on. Wait, wait. 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 No, no, he's already asking. You're already asking. Don't be a coward. Oh, sorry. I was like, one second. Oh, okay. I was into my microphone. Nice and close to the mouth. Okay. What name? are... <laughs> My name is Catherine. Okay, louder, louder. My name is Catherine. What? My name is Catherine. What? <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. Um, my question is, what are some quick tips you can give to the average Catholic to help them navigate same-sex attractions in the world? And how do you navigate being loving without condoning sinful behaviors? Your turn. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, I will say that this answer will not... The difficult thing about talking about this issue is that I always feel like there's not enough time and context to give it the answer it deserves. That being said, we'll give it a shot, okay? Um, first and foremost, and it seems almost cliche or kind of trite, but it's really not, um, just... You know, loving the person who has same-sex attraction or if they call themselves gay or if they are... Whatever, that's fine. Like, loving and being with that person. Being friends with that person. Like, that's the most essential. Like, you don't want to kick someone out of society or have any kind of um, persecution because of something that someone cannot choose. And you don't choose to be gay, Right, so like to to ostracize someone for that reason is is utterly uncatholic. So you don't want to do that. Okay, just loving that person, um, first and foremost. How do you navigate the the moral issue, um, as far as like, um, that's that's trickier because we have this this myth that in order to be happy, in order to tr- or in order to truly love someone. Um, that sexual interaction has to be a part of that, and that's just not true. Um, it's it's a very deep and sacred part of our humanity, and in, in many ways, like our bodies are built for that thing, and so that desire is is good and normal, even if the desire has been uh, turned towards something that cannot fulfill it. Um, And we, it's, it's just very difficult to convince people that, like, you can love somebody without validating all of their decisions, right? 
Um, and, and some people will not accept that. Some people, like, you will have to validate all their decisions for them to accept the fact that you love them. Um, and that's a very hard thing to, to, to break. Um, but the, we are sinners, and the more that we accept other sinners, no matter what their situation, uh, the better. Um, I, you know, this is kind of flippant, but I tell people, like, I am a Catholic priest. I think most people shouldn't be having sex most of the time anyway, right? Like, we're like it's very, very specific situations where this is an allowable thing. Um, it's just, it's very difficult to... Because we're, we're, we're entering this from a, an utterly different worldview than most of the world, right? So it's hard to translate. So, so I think the biggest thing by being with a person, by showing them you genuinely love them, even if you don't approve of all their decisions, that's the biggest thing? That's the biggest tip? So can I share a story? Yeah, please. <laughs> so some of, some of you have heard the story, but um, so like maybe like six months after I got to St. Peter's, I got an email from one of the local high schools. They were doing a session on the Reformation. They wanted to learn about the Catholic Church. They wanted to see the Catholic Church. They wanted to see the Lutheran Church in town. And they want to ask questions about the Reformation. I also like to joke. I'm like, I don't think what they, I don't think the, the teacher knew what he, who he was asking this of, which is kind of fun. But um, so I, you know, I get them in. I'm talking about how there's actually three Reformations. You know, I'm nerding out a bit. But, uh, you know, you're talking about just 16 and 17 year olds. And I asked them, like, do you have any questions for me? And I know, I know right away what they're going to ask me about. And the first question that came out of their mouth that I was just like, yep, it's going to be theirs. So um, what do you think of gay people? And I was like, well, what do you mean by that question? Because let's be honest. I mean, it's a 16-year-old. There may not be thinking it. I know what they're trying to ask, but it's not a clear question. What do I think? Like, what do I think about their actions, about their character? Like, what do you... So I keep on pushing them around. Like, I keep on pushing it further and further. And eventually I get them to a point where they, where they, uh, one of them says to me, I want to know if I'm loved by God. I said, now we can have a conversation, right? That's the, that's where I think you have to start sometimes. It's like, you have to have, like, the question, uh, even though it's a deep and it's an important question for a lot of people, it's actually not the deepest. The deepest one is, can I actually have a relationship with God and with others and with the church? Is this a place where I can be? Well, that when that's where you can actually start to have a conversation with someone say, actually, yeah, you can. Then they have the context and the, uh, they're able to enter into our worldview a bit to see what the church thinks and believes. If you just say, well, this is what you just throw out the moral teaching. They're just going to shut off. But I mean, it took a lot of questions and asking and listening to get them to that point to say to what the real question was. And I think that's one way to do it is push to the real question. And if you can do that, you win a lot of friends that way and a lot of people for Christ, too. I think one of the difficult, most difficult things about this conversation is that there still is a real stigma about this in the church. Um, Because what I would really like is for faithful Catholics who are gay um, or who, uh, or other other things as well. Like, I want to hear from them. Like, how how is it best for us to minister to you, mm-hmm. right? What what do you need from the community? Because I I can keep guessing, um, but and it's it, like I said, it's tough because there is a still a stigma around it, and I wish that was gone. Um, 
because I think we need more voices, Catholic voices, like just kind of talking, having like honest conversations about it. Because until we make that more of a normal thing, I think we're going to keep kind of like half stumbling, you know? I also remember too, like every doctrine is oriented towards persons, right? right. It's not just doctrine. It's not, not just issues. abstractions. It's there to, for the freedom of the person. So that's what we should always be chasing after. And that's where the conversation should go first. Before we have to, like, we have the doctrine, 100%. It's important. It's vital. And, and, but it's there to serve their freedom. So how do, we help them, how do we help them enter into that freedom a bit more? Then they'll be open to a better conversation. Yeah. That's a great question. A little difficult to answer in the middle of karaoke night, but a good question nonetheless. Yeah, we, we did not plan. Listen, <laughs> we've been here many times on Tuesday nights. This is the first time we've had karaoke on a Tuesday night. This is I've only been to this place one time, and it's always been karaoke. So bad planning as far as I'm concerned. So we got like 15 minutes left. What do you want to do? I want to – let's just wrap it up. All right. A little short episode. Yeah. Thanks, everybody, from St. Peter's. Everyone say, say hello to the world. Uh, we, you, you now, you, I, I, I kind of joke about this a yeah. bit, but it's like, it is a little funny to me that we have more listeners uh-huh. than there are active Catholics in my diocese. Well, that's that's fascinating. That is fascinating. Yes, it is fascinating. Also terrifying. Uh, <laughs> the diocese, the diocese. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Wait, yep. no, okay. Yeah. I think our parishes combined equal the amount of listeners that we have. Oh, probably. Yeah. Yes. But anyway, instead of talking about how awesome we are, uh, if you want to... Uh, hey, thanks for listening. Please leave a review on iTunes or other things you listen to. Or just yell at me and Father Harrison if you're here live about whether it was good or bad. If it was bad, don't tell me because I'll cry. You'll hurt my feelings. I'm actually very I sensitive. don't want to console him tonight, okay? No, no. It's very yeah, – I'll just be devastated. Um, do you have a theological emergency? Call 412-912-7995. That's 412-912-7995. You guys say that we need a jingle. I just said that from memory. You can remember that number. Where can we find you? You can find me. At the ki- singing hopefully, karaoke? Maybe singing karaoke. Hopefully on airplanes that have not been delayed. And you can find me on Twitter at FR Harrison. <laughs> uh, receive updates and blah, blah, blah on the internet. Peace. God bless. Hey, yo.